It begins in Orlando, Florida and travels steadily to the West, beaming across North America and planet Earth and into your head. The world of safety never stops. And now, the Safety FM podcast and broadcast with Dr. Jay Allen. This episode of the broadcast and the podcast is brought to you by Arrow. The next generation error reduction and mitigation system. For more information, go to arrowhp.com. Well, hello and welcome to Safety FM. This is Jay Allen. How are you doing this week? Man, November has come to us so quickly. I was not expecting this right out of the bat. Boom. And I feel like we're almost there towards the end of the year. So how are things going in your neck of the woods? Here at Safety FM, we are doing extremely well. Still broadcasting and podcasting as much as possible. And we're always trying to bring to you people that we're finding out there on the safety scene and also bringing new podcasts to your direction. And I'll hint at that a little bit later on. But today we have the pleasure of speaking with Jason Lucas. Now, are you familiar with Jason Lucas? Jason Lucas is the host of the Social Media Safety Minute. Now, if you go on to LinkedIn and you look at people that are influencers inside of the safety space, from a social media standpoint, you'll find Jason Lucas on there. And he frequently releases videos where he ties in lyrics to songs as he ties into his Social Media Safety Minute. So it is my privilege to introduce to you Jason Lucas on today's episode of Safety FM, the flagship show. Well, let me let me start with the question that I ask most people. How did you get involved in this arena of safety? How did the whole journey start for you? Well, I was I was in the oil and gas industry and I was a project manager over uh, hydro blasting, uh, chemical cleaning, vacuum truck work, that type of thing. And uh I had a friend that really didn't like to tighten his leg straps on his harnesses very much. Um, felt like that was an uncomfortable thing for him. And uh, fell from the structure while wearing a harness and it slipped over and caught him in the uh, in, a, in a very private area. And I can recall some screams that I heard that uh, I've really can't unhear and realize that you know i could probably help in the safety realm just a little bit and hopefully prevent something like that from occurring to somebody else and uh so i went to the ownership of the company that i was working at at the time and i asked them if i could uh if i could make a move out of project management and into safety and uh, they thought it was a great idea i jumped right in with both feet and just started started moving in the safety realm. Uh, it transferred over to consulting, and that transferred over into the crane world and into the world I'm in now. So it's just been a continuous movement from that point of making that decision to, to help protect others moving forward. So let me kind of backtrack here. What are we talking about here in regards of when this occurred, where this these screams that you cannot unhear <laughs> occur? Yeah, that, that was uh, 20 years ago. Okay, so about 20 years ago. So let me let me ask, is at the time I, you have the incident that occurs to the friend, 
did he ever recover from what occurred? I mean, it's I, for the listeners are mostly gentlemen that actually take a listen here. Uh, this sounds pretty scary. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, well, yes, yes, he survived <laughs> and he recovered. He was half the man that he was before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible to laugh at, but I get you. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. he 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 made it. He's a little different. and then some so as the organization allows you to do the transitioning from operations into safety did you struggle at the very beginning doing the transition i know that sometimes it's difficult for operators to be able to interact with safety and vice versa so how did that transition go for you at first uh it it was it was horrible i'll be honest with you i (laughs) i had such a safety cop mentality um i you know I, i to joke about being a safety ninja and uh so i'd show up at job sites at two o'clock in the morning and and look at them from from one structure to another with binoculars and i'm gonna see how they're really working when safety's not around you know they're they, they're different when i'm around because i was different when the safety guy was around so naturally they, they have to be as well and i'm gonna catch them and that <laughs> that as as I'm sure you're aware, was not the best way to be uh, a, a safety guy. Um, safety cops are are usually not the most um, effective in the safety realm. So did and, you set uh, the, so did you set this up like a form of espionage? So they did not know that you were coming. So were you like camped out in regards of trying to get it set up for you to do the aha moment? Yeah, it, it, I, I was going to catch them. That was, that was my mentality. I'm going to catch them. I'm going to see what they're doing when nobody's around and I'm going to get them. And, uh, and, and there wasn't really many coaching moments or mentoring moments in my career at that time. It was really about, let's, let's see what we're doing wrong. Let's fix what we're doing wrong. And, uh, they'll think twice the next time before they, uh, try to make that decision. Well, I will tell you based on the social media safety minutes you have, this is sounds entirely different from where you were to where you are now. So how does this transition start occurring from you going, okay, I'm going from the safety cop mentality to now I'm, it sounds like you're way more open in regards of the things that you're out there doing. So how does this transition start to occur? Well, I had a, I had a supervisor um, that, that, I, that was one of the guys that I would catch. And uh, he, he took me to the side one day and he said, you know, Jason, if, if you would be willing to, uh, recognize some positive things every once in a while, you're probably going to get a lot better feedback from the people. Um, if all you ever look for is negative, that's what you're going to find. If you if you look for some positive things too, you're going to find those as well. And you're going to find that our team is actually really good at what they do. They make some mistakes, but they're really good at what they do. And it, it made me take a, take a pause for a minute and go, maybe this guy's right maybe maybe i knew him focusing too much on the negative because that negativity would even come home with me so you know once i started to realize that that there's some good things to see uh that kind of started that transition of moving into more of a, a safety coach mentality versus a safety cop mentality now i had a long way to go because I still needed to, to, to figure out how to talk to people and, uh, and how to, to mold them into what they needed to be. And as, as time progressed, I started to realize that if you can kind of, 
if you can kind of create a relationship with them on the front side instead of creating an immediate, you know, an immediate uh, safety cop uh, and transgressor, transgressor, <laughs> you, 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 once that relationship is built, they'll actually start bringing safety issues to you. And that was that was when I started to realize, wow, this is this is great. I don't even have to to catch them like now that i have a relationship with them they'll actually bring the the issues that they're facing to me and we could probably try to resolve them before an incident occurs so how did you take that conversation from the supervisor when they originally approached you and said hey what if you start focusing on the positive how did how did that interaction go because being the safety cop as you worded at the moment how did that go for you and this person being able number one to have the guts to come up to you and say it how did you take it um, I, I was offended at first. Um, you know, I, I originally took it as, uh, as, you know, this guy doesn't need to tell me how to do my job. And then I realized I had a lot of respect for the supervisor. He had been in the business for a really long time. Uh, he was a guy that, that guys leaned on. He was a guy that people brought issues to, and he would bring them to me. And I realized that, you know, he probably knows more about this than I do from the standpoint of just leadership as a whole. And, you know, so once I got past myself a little bit and got over my, uh, my frustration, somebody trying to tell me how to do my job, uh, I realized that the advice was good. Um, and that took, that took a few days. It wasn't a, it wasn't an immediate thing. And, and, uh, I had to go back to this supervisor and thank him a few days later because it was, it was definitely not something I was thankful for in the very beginning. <laughs> So how far are you in your safety path at this particular moment and when this conversation occurs? How, so how long uh, are you into the journey? Probably, probably about two years into the journey at this point. So as they're looking at you going, okay, here, you're kind of trying to do the aha moment and all of a sudden you're transferring over, all of a sudden you're transitioning from one thing to the other on how the mentality is actually going. Are people buying into what you're selling at that particular moment or is there still a struggle of how did this guy flip? Yeah, there, there, was, there was a lot of hesitation and a lot of lack of trust um, by, by the employee. And that lack of trust came directly from me. I created that issue. And it took, it took a long time of, of, trying to prove myself that I'm not looking for that aha moment and really starting to try to try to focus on a, a bring it home safety mentality. So the way that I adjusted my conversations with the guys at that point was kind of like, um, you know, hey, I see you're not wearing your safety glasses. You know, do you have kids? Well, yeah, yeah, I've got I've got three boys. Oh, man, you know, Really, most important thing is your is your sight when you want to see your kids grow up, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, look, I just noticed that you're not wearing your safety glasses. Would you mind putting them on for me? Because you know, more than anything, I want you to be able to see your kids grow up. And where we're at, there's a potential that you could injure yourself. So, and once they started to see that kind of shift, uh, things things started to change, and then they started to bring things to me, even you know before they would bring it to that supervisor. So it was it was definitely a positive reversal. So as the reversal occurs and you start transitioning, 
are you very well endowed in regards of what's going on inside of the organization? So are you familiar with what they do? Because I mean, I understand that sometimes some organization bring in safety people and they might be a safety person as background, but they might not be familiar with, let's say, with what the organization does. So were you already familiar with the particular context of what they're actually doing at the time? Yeah, with, with that company at that particular time, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, absolutely. I, I, I come up from from a technician level up into supervision and then into safety. So I knew their job just as well as they knew them. I probably had had done the same things that they were trying to do with me. Uh, I, honestly, I was not a very um, I was not a very safe guy in operations I, I would cut a lot of corners a lot of these guys knew that and that was i think that was kind of some of that hesitation of of uh, you know seeing me as a safety guy because a lot of them would work with me when i wasn't a very safe guy so <laughs> yeah but when you turn around and say if you heard what i heard you would definitely have a life-changing event um so yeah. did so did my friend over here so you have to understand where i'm coming from <laughs> absolutely absolutely so now we're 18, so you're still about 18 years from what you have going on right now. So you start doing the transition, things are starting to look up and coming. How do you all of a sudden, so many years later, decide to come up with the social media safety minute? So how do you go from the stage of safety cop to where you are today, where you're making these great videos online, people are able to see what's going on and you're able to give them kind of insider tips and things to think about. So how did you come up with this concept as you're going through this growth spurt of changing the way that you look at things, it, it, it was it was a it was a transition from from safety cop to safety coach to safety mentor. Um, as I got more years underneath me, I realized that there was a lot of people outside of just the organization that I was working in that I that I could help that I could. And there was a lot of safety professionals that were just getting into the industry, and I wanted to to teach. Uh, and mentor from the mistakes that I had made so that they wouldn't make those same mistakes. Maybe they could skip the safety cop uh, side of things altogether and they could go straight into into uh, a coach aspect. So I really wanted to draw that in. As time progressed, though, I realized that, you know, with, with social media becoming more and more of a thing, that there was a message that could go out to not not just my organization, but it could go out to the world. And so then the idea was let's let's start doing these really short videos to explain safety, but let's explain it in a in a simple way. Let's explain it in a way that, that somebody who's not even in the industry would understand the importance of why we would wear earplugs or why we would wear safety glasses and just try to to, to simplify the message as much as possible. And we'll be back right after this on Safety FM. Top Safety Speakers was created with the sole purpose of helping organizations achieve and sustain safety excellence. Top Safety Speakers is recognized as North America's most impactful provider of safety excellence speakers and facilitators. Sustainable safety excellence is not one size fits all approach. That is why Top Safety Speakers have handpicked a wide selection of speakers who impact and empower safety culture and performance, developing leaders in inspiring workplaces for over 16 years. For more information, contact Top Safety Speakers at 866-494-0445. That's 866-494-0445 
or go to topsafetyspeakers.com. And we're back with Jason Lucas from the Social Media Safety Minute. So as you're doing the simplification of the message and you're also getting more and more people listening to you and most people, more and more people watching you, what's taking place now? Because I'm starting to see a lot of movement going on in social media. And I did notice recently that you and Abby Ferrier made an announcement that you'll be doing a speaking engagement at the ASSB 2020 that's occurring in Orlando. So are you getting a lot of speeches that are coming out of this and a lot of times that you're able to present in front of people because of it? Yeah, and that this will be the, the, the being a, a speaker or, or, or hosting a, a concurrent session at ASSP Safety Conference is kind of like a bucket list item for me. I've been going to that conference for a really long time, and I wasn't really sure I had anything to say um, <laughs> when I went last year. Though, I, I determined that I, that I was going to do whatever it took to to teach a session. And partnering with Abby was probably uh, because she's very familiar with with the utilization of social media as well to try to to spread a safety message. And so partnering with her was the the idea was to to take the best of both worlds, put them into one and try to get as much information out as possible. Now, the idea of speaking more, uh, I am actually seeking out some more opportunities to, to speak a little bit more often. Uh, you know, I, I that I'm very passionate about sh- sharing a, a safety message, and I'm p- very passionate about speaking. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's definitely my overall goal is to speak more and more. And then, you know, you and I've spoken about a podcast that I, that I'm going to be working on as well. So, yeah, the, the idea is to get the message out and get it out to to people in in as uh, easy to understandable way as possible. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to let the cat out of the bag on that one. So I appreciate that you did it and I won't feel bad about mentioning it now. (laughs) So how does your organization feel about you actually going out and doing more and more engagements? And what was the overall consensus when they noticed that you were doing the social media safety minute? Well, it's funny because at the first, at the the very beginning, I think somebody had complained to my boss that I was spending too much time on social media. So I backed up a little bit and I said, okay, you know, I, I, I really, I'll start recording my videos at lunchtime. I'll post once a day. I'll engage at lunchtime or during break times and, and things like that. And a, as our company got acquired by a larger corporation who was a little bit more involved in social media, uh, they got, they got pretty excited about what they were seeing and the engagement that they were seeing. Uh, when I reached out to my boss to get permission to go to the ASSP Safety 2020 conference as a speaker, you know, his, his response was, sounds like a great opportunity. Uh, just make sure you get with the, the other the division heads and make sure they know you're going to be going on those days, but absolutely approved. Go and enjoy it and do well. So... So how do you look at this whole thing? Because let's just say really what it is. You are a celebrity or becoming a celebrity in the safety space. How are you adjusting to this? Because I know that it's it's a little bit different at first, especially when you're walking down the street and people recognize you and you don't recognize them, but they're recognizing you from the videos, which is a great thing. How do you how do you react to that? You know, it, it's funny that you say that because I can remember being at the conference last year and I just really... Uh, or earlier this year rather and i just really started doing this the, the social media safety minute content and i'd really started uh trying to get more and more videos out there and uh i can recall 
every year going to the conference and seeing people that I recognize from from social media or for, from other speaking engagements. And it was just kind of like, I'd go up and talk to them and I could see them do the downward glance at my my badge so that <laughs> if you catch my name because they didn't have any idea of <laughs> oh, who yes. I was. And, uh, and this was the first conference that I went to when I went this year that that I had to do the downward glance because people recognized me from, from the, the social media safety minute content. And I was like, Oh man, that is just, it's really awkward. It's hard to do. And it was, but it was, it was unique to, to have people go, Hey man, you're the guy from the, the videos. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm one of them. Of course, they've got me. They they. Uh, I had a couple that confused me with another guy who's a bearded guy that does videos <laughs> on LinkedIn. But that's okay. He's he's a good guy. But the way that I look at it is as long as there's a message that's getting out there, it's okay if some confusion occurs from time to time. But also at the same time, too, how do you feel about that your brand is going? Because this is what you're being known for at the moment. Doesn't necessarily what you'll always be known for. So are you enjoying what's coming with it, the attention? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'm enjoying that, that that it's 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 reaching out further. Uh, the idea, I, I don't, I don't want to be a, a celebrity. If, if I became a celebrity, uh, I hope that I would handle that with a humble nature, <laughs> and uh, and would be able to use that to mentor even even further more and more people. But the idea of, of more and more views on these videos means that more and more people are getting that message. Uh, the hardest part for me right now is I've kind of taken a a, uh, a stance of adding lyrics to a song before every post. And I don't know where that started or why it started, but it's kind of become part of those those social media safety minutes. So now one of my hardest parts is, is one, determining what I'm going to talk about, and two, what song lyrics am I going to use at the beginning of the post, and what emoji am I going to put in the corners? Well, I mean, and that becomes an important part because this is what be, is known as your hook, and this is what brings people's attention. And I know that I referenced there in regard to being a celebrity, but what I, the way that I look at it is this way, is you have to bring attention to your brand some way, some some shape or form and if it's because of the notoriety of people knowing you from the videos that's getting attention to the brand in the context and the content that you're trying to get out there which i find very important because your messaging is so important on what you're trying to do and what you're trying to tie all together so i think that it's so important there so when, how long ago would you say that you started doing the lyrics aspect of the videos it was oh man that was probably about three months ago or so it just I, I think the the video that I think I, I actually I think I sang at the beginning of one of my videos one time <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember why but uh, I think I was talking about phone protection I was saying falling for you or something like that as a joke and I was like man I don't need to sing I can just put the lyrics of what I'm trying to say <laughs> moving forward I'm not the best singer. Uh, (laughs) Let somebody else, let somebody else judge that. Don't judge that on your own. Let somebody else tell you that. (laughs) So right now, as you're seeing this change in the industry and you're seeing these things and videos are becoming popular and people are doing a lot of things in social media, what exactly do you feel that we might be missing out there as safety professionals that we're, we're not hitting in the market currently that is becoming a bigger issue from the things that you're saying? You know, I, 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 I think that a lot of people are limiting themselves to the idea that they need better equipment to do these things, to, to, to start creating content. And I, I mean, 
there's such a, a high percentage of safety people that are on LinkedIn that have something to say. And they're not saying it because maybe they're they're shy in front of a camera or maybe they, they feel like, oh, I don't have a quality camera, so I'm not going to do this. And I, I think they limit themselves because they don't realize that a lot of this stuff is all being done on smartphones. Every one of my videos is done on a smartphone. I don't have any external cameras that I use. Uh, you know, I think I use the Clips app on iPhone to get the, uh, the captioning on the bottom. So it's just, I think that there, there are, there's a bigger message out there that can be start being spread if more people got involved in content creation. And my involvement in content creation actually did not come from a safety person at all. It was, it was, let me look at who is influencing the most people on this app and what are they doing? And so I started paying attention to those that had the most engagement. And I said, okay, they're, they're doing videos. All right, great. How long are their videos? Uh, it doesn't really seem like many of them are longer than a minute. Okay, well, how can I, can I get my safety message that I'm trying to spread within a minute format? And then how do I do that? And then how do I record it? And how do I, I mean, what, what are they doing to get that engagement? Okay, they're tagging people. Now I need to tag, I need to tag some people. If I tag some influencers, then there, there's going to be a broader reach. And then ultimately, eventually, you don't have to tag uh, as many people because just your name is starting to get some 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 traction. So when you started doing the tags, did you get a lot of people responding to what you were doing at the time? Yeah, I was actually shocked at how many people were responding that aren't in the safety field. Because I was tagging people that aren't, you know, I would tag a lot of safety folks, but that I wouldn't limit it to just the safety people. I'd, I'd tag some influencers in it as well. And what I'd find is that they would engage with the content in a, in a manner that, that worked for them. Uh, a great example is I was talking about emergency action plans and one of the ladies that I tagged was like, you know, I visit 10 offices and I never even think about what the emergency action plan is when I walk into those buildings. But moving forward, now I know that I need to at least know where I'm going to go if an emergency will occur while I'm in here. So even just that short video shifted a mindset of a person who doesn't think safety like we do all the time. And so now maybe that person is going to have a little bit more understanding of emergency action plans and what they need to do in case of an emergency in these 10 office buildings that they visit. So it's, uh, you know, to be able to reach that organically like that, that was, that was pretty awesome. And then just one odd question for you. Do you do different videos depending on the platform that you're putting it on? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty across the board the same. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a social media safety minute. And so the video is what the video is. So whatever platform it's going on, it's going to be, it's going to be the exact same video. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was talking with Abby the other day about, uh, TikTok. I'm not remotely involved in TikTok. I have no. I, I think Wyatt Bradbury said something about uh, sounds like Peter Pan. <laughs> I, I, I get it. So, that, but that's something that that needs to be looked at a little bit because if a safety message can be passed through that, and right now that's one of the most popular apps happening. Um, 
how do you spread that that safety message other than just picking safety dance as your song for everything you do? Um, <laughs> that seems to be the popular thing on TikTok, to be quite honest with you. It's safety dance, and that that gets it. Or if you do the hashtag safety, you'll see quite a quite a few different things on there. Now, Jason, I have a question for you. If people want to find out more information about you, where can they go? Uh, LinkedIn is their best bet. That's that's the the, the site I am most active on. Uh, so that that's probably going to be the the best spot to reach out to me um because I, the other sites are, are hit or miss i'm i'm still kind of doing some social media experimentation with the other sites so i would definitely say linkedin is probably their best bet okay and we were talking to jason lucas from the social media safety minute i appreciate you coming on to safety fm thank you so much jay i appreciate the time The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Enjoy the best safety shows on the planet on safetyfm.com. Safetyfm.com.